It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. My name is Spencer, and I am reading you the dictionary in um, in uh, just in in this way. In this the way that my brain wants to do it is how we're doing it. The first word in this episode is drawstring. One word, noun from 1845. A string, cord, or tape inserted into hems or casings or laced through eyelets for use in closing a bag or controlling fullness in garments or curtains. It's a stringy kind of thing inside of a fabric that you can pull to make the fabric tighter. Uh, or the the bag, you know, like a garbage bag often has a, uh, a drawstring. That's probably not a fabric garbage bag that you got there. Um, yep, that's a drawstring. And maybe it makes the sound when you pull it. The next word is draw tube or draw tube. One word, noun from 1874. A telescoping tube as for the eyepiece of a microscope. So I think maybe are the eyepieces in a microscope the thing that you can like push in and out to adjust the focus? I guess I wouldn't have thought... I mean, it does make sense that you could focus that way. I guess I wouldn't have thought that that's how they focus. I thought maybe it would be like a dial or something, but maybe um, why else would the eyepiece in a microscope telescope in and out other than for focus i don't know but anyway if it's a tube and it goes in and out in some way like a telescope it's a draw tube because maybe you draw it out to make it to uh, to make it longer to lengthen the length draw up two words verb from 1605 starting with transitive one, to bring into array. And the thing that you might be bringing into array are troops. Many troops into the array. Draw up the troops, get the troops together. Hey, hey troops, I'm drawing you up so I can send you into battle and then you can die and I'll stay alive. Two, to prepare a draft or version of, as in, draw up plans. Maybe somebody needs to draw up the plan so they can figure out where they're going to draw up the troops to, or to where, or to how many. Three, to bring to a halt. Draw up. Maybe this is where you're drawing up on the reins of a horse. You're pulling them up, and so the horse stops. It's a halt. It's bring into a halt. And you say, whoa, Nelly. Four, to straighten to an erect posture. I feel like I need to fix my posture as I'm reading this. Especially as an assertion of dignity or resentment. And uh, the thing, the person who you might be straightening is oneself. You are doing this to yourself. Straightening yourself to an erect posture. Back nice and straight. Neck up, not back or forward. Um, because... 
Why are you doing this? You're drawing yourself up to show uh, some <laughs> assertion of dignity or resentment. Hmm. I am very curious how they came up with the words here. Why did they decide to use these words? If you resent somebody, are you going to draw yourself up? What, to show that you think you're more powerful or something? Why? Hmm. Or yeah, dignity. Like I'm thinking of a military person. Maybe when the president walks in, they're going to like show some respect, maybe salute, draw up their body all nice and tight. Okay, here's the intransitive verb, which is to come to a halt, as in the car drew up at the door. And yeah, I, I have to imagine this is from when people would ride around on horses's, horses's, horses or carriages. Um, and then it just stuck with something coming to a halt. The car drew up at the door. Thank you for the door to door service. Dre is next, D-R-A-Y, first form, noun from the 14th century, a vehicle used to haul goods, especially a strong cart or wagon without sides. That seems like a bad design. Why would it not have sides? If you're going to be hauling things around, you probably should put sides on it. That's just me. I think they, the things might fall off otherwise. Unless you tie them down real good, put, put some damn sides on your dray. This is from the Middle English word dray with an E at the end, which is a wheelless vehicle. Wheelless, well, that's not a very practical vehicle, so that means you got to put it on a thing with wheels or you got to drag it, pull it in some way. Uh, it is also akin to the Old English drag, which is a dragnet. So this is the net that gets dragged, usually probably in water. Um, it has other definitions too, but that's the one that I think makes the most sense here. Um, so I guess that makes kind of sense because a wheelless vehicle also would be dragged, even though it might not be might not be a net. Um, also from the Old English dragon, which means to pull. You have, you have to pull it. If you're dragging it, you're pulling it. And there's more at the word draw. So a dray, a dray. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, the, the etymology makes sense. The evolution of pulling a thing, a net, then it became some sort of vehicle with no wheels, but then it sounds like it got wheels, but then it still didn't get any sides. You got to put your sides on the thing. Second form of dre. This is the transitive verb from 1857. To haul on a dre. And the synonym is cart. Just, I'm just gonna cart around my dre. Cart some, put some, put some goods. Put some goods on my, on my cart, on my dre. And I will dre it around town saying, hello, I have some goods. Please buy my goods. Drayage. It's dre with an A-G-E, noun from 1791. The work or cost of hauling by dre. So the work, when you are hauling goods on your dre, you've been draying all day. Oh, it's it's such, such hard work draying all day with my bay. 
down by the bay. That's the same word. Uh, can't think of any other... Well, maybe there's some hay on my dray. That's the goods that I'm doing all day. Um, so the work is drayage, and then the money, or either what you have to pay... Oh, oh, see? You gotta pay to dray? Why is that? Maybe, maybe you gotta pay to rent the dray? Maybe people pay you for your goods. Maybe that's also the drayage. Paying to dray my dray all day down by the bay. The next word. Dray horse, two words, noun from 1649. A horse adapted for drawing heavy loads. So I guess in this case, yeah, the horse is the dray. It's not a vehicle, but it is hauling the goods. The horse is drain. And, uh, yeah, you got to probably put some, like, bags, some sort of special, specialized thing to put on their back with some bags so they can haul goods. Or maybe they are the one who is, who is pulling the cart. Maybe they got a, they're, they're attached to a, a, the dray behind them, and they're pulling it. They're doing the work for you, so maybe you should pay the horse. <laughs> Dray man. No, this one would just be Drayman. Dray man is how it is spelled. One word. Noun from 1581. One whose work is hauling by Dray. And probably by day and not night, because it's a lot easier to haul by Dray by day and not by night. Drayman. Fighter of the night, man. The drayman, the drayman, is drayin' with the dray horse. This is now the beginning of the D-R-E section. No more D-R-A words. Uh, so, the first of the D-R-E words is the word dread. D-R-E-A-D. First form, verb from the 12th before the 12th century. 1A. To fear greatly. I dread. I dread things. What do I fear? I don't know. I fear, I fear, I fear not knowing what to say in my head, I guess. That's a, that's a big fear of mine. What's, what's going to come out? What should I say? Should I say that we gotta, should move on to 1B? Yes, see, the more you think about it, the more you don't think at all. 1B is archaic. To regard with awe. Ooh, wow. I dread that thing. Yep, this is definitely archaic. If you are in awe of something, you are dreading it. How did that go? How did we go from that one to fearing something? And also, why are they put in this order? Why wouldn't you put archaic first? 2. To feel extreme reluctance to meet or face. So I guess you're not really fearing. You're just like, meh, I don't, I don't, I, I'm feeling pretty reluctant about meeting or facing you. Maybe it's my fear. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's something else. I don't know. I just don't want to really do it. I don't, no, please, please, no, don't make me. I'm dreading that situation. Oh, yes. Lots of situations that I dread or I have dread in the past. 
Uh, if I didn't say it, those were all transitive. So here is intransitive, which is to be apprehensive or fearful. Dreading the dread. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of like an actual specific situation that I dreaded because I want to give some context. Um, you know, for some people, just just going to work every day, dreading. There are certain days of work that are like, oh, I really just don't want to deal with this or maybe seeing somebody. I don't want to do this today, but I have to. I'm dreading it. It's never as bad as you think. It's always, it's in your head. It's worse. The dread is in your head. Just go eat some bread. Um, yeah, it's usually not as bad as you think. So, you know, just try and get over your dread is what I say. Uh, I feel like everything happens for a reason. It's not going to be as bad as you think. The dread is, uh, it's a very natural feeling, but uh, it's probably fine. We're all working towards getting past our dread. The second form of dread is a noun from the 13th century. 1A is great fear, especially in the face of impending evil. So it's not the action of dreading. It is what you feel when you are dreading. You have dread. When you're facing impending evil, it sounds like you're about to face the devil or something. Yeah, I think I would probably dread or have dread if I was going to face the devil. If the devil exists, I have no idea. Don't really care. 1B. Extreme uneasiness in the face of a disagreeable prospect, as in dread of a social blunder. <laughs> Haven't we all done this? Uh, extreme uneasiness in the face of a disagreeable prospect. What an interesting way to word all of that. Um, now, is this the social blunder that you are about to make, you are you have dread for that, or is this the after the social blunder is when you have the dread of of what you just did? Oh, I'm feeling so embarrassed when I dropped the the cup and the whole tray of food on the floor instead of the girl I had a crush on. That was that sucked. 1C, the synonym, oh, this is also archaic, and the synonym is awe. So yeah, like we had in the previous word, the verb to regard with awe, that was also archaic. So just the awe that you have is dread. And again, here in the 21st century, this is not the way that we think of this word. Hmm. There's probably some old writings where they use this word and I think we would, I would be pretty confused. I would, uh, my context would be all off if I saw dread when they meant awe and I was thinking fear. Two, one causing fear or awe. So the thing that is creating the dread in you is also called the dread. The scary monster in the closet could be called the dread. Hmm, that would be a good name for a, a movie or something. Um, fear or awe. You could be awed by it, but more than likely probably feared, or you fear it. 3A, this is completely different. Uh, it's the number one definition for the word dreadlock, which is coming up. And then 
3b, this is plural, you would say dreads, and this is the number two definition for the word dreadlock. Completely different than all the other ones. A synonym for the whole thing is the word fear. Fear, fear, fear. Dread, dread, dread. It definitely has connotations to it. It's like, I feel I feel like um, the word dread is like uh, you're, you're thinking about what is coming. This, obviously, if you can... Uh, what what am I trying to say? When you're when you're dreading something, in my brain, it's I first go to, I am afraid. I am not looking forward to this thing that is coming up. I don't like it. That is, I'm I'm dreading. Um, so it's more of a pre a pre feeling, getting ready for something. The third form of dread is an adjective from the 15th century. One, causing great fear or anxiety. And then number two is inspiring awe. You could be afraid of this thing that is has inspired awe in you, but I guess I, I wouldn't think of it as that normally. I would think of just shocked and awe and interested and intrigued. Uh, so yeah, this is the adjective. So how would you how would you use this in a sentence um, or in a context? I wish they would have given that, but they didn't. Causing great fear or anxiety. The the oh well, the dread pirate Roberts, right? Isn't that his name from the Princess Bride, the dread pirate Roberts? Have you ever considered piracy? They make a wonderful dread pirate Roberts. Um, yeah, that might be adjective because he causes great fear or anxiety yes dreadful first form adjective from the 13th century 1a inspiring dread Ooh, you inspire such dread in me uh, also causing great and oppressive fear so much dread full of dread 1b inspiring awe or reverence now we've seen now the word awe used at least let's see one there's one here one there one there there's at least three definitions that use the word awe that do not say archaic so i guess in some way in some contexts the the word dread or dreadful is still used in relation to awe which is kind of blowing my mind where what what's the context here have i used it have i seen this and i wasn't even aware number two for dreadful extremely bad distasteful unpleasant or shocking bad distasteful unpleasant or shocking that is so dreadful i am shocked i feel such dread towards that unpleasant distasteful bad shocking thing Number three, this synonym is extreme, as in dread disorder. Dread disorder. Now, is this like a a mental illness of some kind? Um, extreme. There's there's so much disorder. It's a dread disorder. Hmm, that one, I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. Can you use it for any time that you would want to use extreme? Let's watch the... 
the dread games where people are doing fancy tricks on their motorbikes. Dreadfully is an adverb, and dreadfulness is a noun. And um, I'm just realizing I didn't mention the etymology for the word dread because there really wasn't much. It just is Old English and Middle English, and it doesn't give much other than that. So I didn't say any of it, but I was curious. Um, Yeah, yeah, I guess... I guess it just means dread. Okay. The second form of dreadful, noun from circa 1873, a cheap and sensational story or periodical. That's a dreadful? This, we can't be using this anymore. It's a cheap story or periodical, a sensational story or periodical. That's a dreadful Wow, what is the, why did, what's the etymology there? That one's interesting. Maybe if I find a link and I'll put it in the show notes for more information. Hmm, maybe you could buy dreadfuls? Dreadlock is next. Noun from 1960. One, a narrow rope-like strand of hair formed by matting or braiding. And number two, this is plural, a hairstyle consisting of dreadlocks. So there's one dreadlock, but if you have many dreadlocks, then your hairstyle is dreadlocks. Dreadlocked is an adjective. And, of course, I can't speak very intelligently about this, but... um, uh, What what can I say? Lots of people have this. This is usually... um, to, to be very generalized about it, it's not usually white people who are uh, rocking this hairstyle. There are some who do and have tried, and, uh, you know, that's up to them on whether they want to do that or not. And, um, you know, some people may have opinions about that. It's not my place to, uh, to say anything. Uh, but, yes, this tends to be uh, a hairstyle that is typically uh, black, African... Uh, uh, other, other, um, ooh, yes, other, other groups of people that have a very similar, uh, type of that, that type of hair. Um, I don't have that type of hair. Um, but I will say that when I had long hair, if I didn't brush it or take care of it in any way, because I didn't, um, it would very easily kind of dread up and get stuck to itself and get kind of matted and so um i have i don't i don't know i don't know the science of hair exactly to say like why do does some hair uh lock to itself more easily than others i don't know what's going on there uh but for some reason my hair was pretty good at that not as good as some people but i really like this hairstyle i think it is beautiful especially if it's done very consciously and purposefully um, I just think it looks really cool. It's very natural. Um, and uh, I think we need to see more hair like this. Um, obviously, there's the stereotypical uh, Rastafarians having their dreads. Uh, but uh, but no, it's not it's not just that. anybody anybody can do it. and I, I I feel like there is some, we'll just go out and say it. there 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 could be some cultural appropriation if it's uh, if it's worn by some groups of people. So uh, yeah, uh, I like it, um, but I feel like you gotta you gotta take care of it, right? There's some 
there's some level of uh, keeping it nice. Um, I don't know the science behind it. Uh, what I think I should do is maybe put some links in the show notes for how to get dreadlocks, how to make them, how to take care of them, what are like best practices. I feel like if this is something that you're interested in doing with your hair, uh, then you should probably know the proper ways to do it. Because I definitely don't know. But if I had wanted to, when I was in high school and I had long hair, I could have very easily had some dreadlocks. But I didn't feel like that would have been a good look for me. Okay, that uh, I think is all that I can think of for dreadlock or dreadlocks. Dread not. Now, you can say dread not, yep, or just, or dread not. It is spelled dread and then N-O-U-G-H-T. All one word. Noun from 1806-1. A warm garment of thick cloth. Also, the cloth is dreadnought. Um, I'm curious. What, a warm garment of thick cloth. How is this dreadnought? What is the etymology here? There's not any any, any etymology. There's there's dreadnought. Not there's no etymology for dreadnought. Hmm. I'm trying to think of what what this would be. I will never figure it out, so we have to move on to number two, which does have etymology. So 2A, this synonym is battleship, and 2B is one that is among the largest or most powerful of its kind, the dreadnought. Yeah, it does sound kind of scary. I would feel much dread if a dreadnought was coming at me. And this is from the dreadnought, which was a British battleship. So you can also, I guess, sometimes just call any battleship a dreadnought, or the thing that is the largest and the most powerful of its kind is the dreadnought. So different from a warm garment of thick cloth. This is our last word. Um, It is the first form of the word dream. D-R-E-A-M. Um, yeah, it would have been good to have a dream expert on, but also, like, dreams are so different and weird and unique that, how, I don't even, you can't, it's all, it's all just different for everybody. Um, there's obviously other definitions for dream that are not the thing that you literally are thinking about when you're sleeping. So let's talk about it. Dream, it is a noun from the 13th century. One, a series of thoughts images, or emotions occurring during sleep. And it says compared to REM sleep, or R-E-M sleep. Well, let's just, what do we say about this? Um, This is, I think, it's pretty well decided that pretty much everybody is dreaming. Whether or not they are aware of it or remember it when they wake up is a whole other thing. Um, but I feel like there's, you know what, this, that, this is the interesting thing about dreams. Everybody's different. Some people dream in color. Some people dream in black and white. Some people uh, maybe will, will s- smell, uh, smell sense or 
uh, other other weird things like the, everybody's level of dreaming is so different. And yes, maybe there are some people who aren't visually having dreams, but maybe like it says here, have emotions. So maybe their brain as it's going through the process of sleep and like cleaning out all the stuff and doing all the things that it's doing, processing what it went through for the day. Um, maybe they just sort of feel emotions or the brain is doing other things, but maybe there is no visual element of dreams. Who knows? Because when they wake up, they have no recollection of anything, so there's no way to know, were they dreaming and they forgot or what? I don't know. But man, dreams, they are fascinating. I've been uh, starting to write them down as I when I do remember them and... Uh, it's. I think it helps you to remember them more when you do that. And boy, they are the craziest things. They. What. What can you say about dreams? I mean, like, I've been working at this job for sixteen years, and so, especially recently, for the last year or so, work has infiltrated my dreams. I'm often, often having dreams of being at work, being with work people, uh, usually working or trying to work. <laughs> like, we're, we're, it's a dream, so it's all weird. Um, it's like, and of course, nothing makes sense. Nothing is exactly the way it is in real life. If you're in, you know, your workspace, it's like, oh, it's a little bit different. Um, and you can't, like, I deal with technology and cameras. And so, it never quite works the way you want it to work when you're in a dream. Um, yeah, it, they're just so strange. There's there's the, um, when you're trying to run, I think this is a very common thing when you're trying to run away from something, you can't really do it very well. And that's because you are physically locked down. Your brain has essentially shut down the movement of your body so you can stay asleep and so because your body can't actually move in real life, your body and your dream doesn't move very well. Um, and so it, it's it's not translating well. Uh, but of course, there are people who, you know, they will move a lot in their uh, in their real life. And that's, you know, that's when you got people shuffling around or getting up. Um, I did once... Uh, I was sleeping on a couch uh, in front of a coffee table. This was many, many years ago. And in my dream, I punched somebody, but I punched them with my right hand, which is not my dominant hand. And when I woke up, I realized that I was laying on my left side. And so my left side was basically trapped. My Only my right arm was free. And I had punched through the air and I had actually hit the coffee table because I hurt my pinky. I think I hit it with my pinky. Clearly, I had very bad aim while I was sleeping. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was an, a time when I physically did. I, it was so intense, maybe, that my brain was like, yes, you can physically move your arm in this case. And so I did that. Thank God I wasn't in bed with somebody else and I punched them. Um, boy, I really feel like I could talk about dreams for a long time, but I'm not going to do that because I think I have said enough. And I just think that they're fascinating and uh, I guess the last thing I'll say about that is like, what, what, what are they? What's going on? Are they prophetic? Do they mean something? 
we don't know. There are definitely people who have had dreams that come true in some way. Um, but, you know, is it consistent? Is it a coincidence? Who knows? Who knows? I have never had anything like that. But it would be cool. It would be interesting. Although, you know, you have dreams of somebody dying. You really don't want that to come true. Okay, number two for dream. An experience of waking life having the characteristics of a dream as three, uh, 2A, a visionary creation of the imagination. The synonym there is daydream. Sometimes your brain just wanders off and it starts thinking about things and you don't even realize where you are, what you're doing. You're just off in la-la land. 2B, a state of mind marked by abstraction or release from reality. The synonym is reverie. Hmm, that one's interesting. The state of mind marked by abstraction or release from reality. Ooh, I wonder what reverie is going to say. To see, this is still about the experience of waking life. To see, an object seen in a dreamlike state. And the synonym is vision. So, yeah, you could just get a get a thought in your head of a, of, of a thing, a thing you want to do, a thing that maybe exists. I don't know. It could be anything. You could call that a dream. But you're not asleep. You're, you're awake. Three, something notable for its beauty, excellence, or enjoyable quality, as in the new car is a dream to operate. The new car is notable for its beauty, excellence, or enjoyable quality. 4A. A strongly desired goal or purpose, as in a dream of becoming president. I don't have that dream. I have lots of other dreams. Uh, let's see, like, oh, I don't know, d- doing cartoon voices. Last night we watched uh, Bob's Burgers. It was actually the third time I had seen the Bob's Burgers movie. And uh, and uh, it just reignited, not that I needed any ignition, but I re- reignited my passion to just do silly cartoon voices. Um, and, you know, the, of course, I just want to mimic the things that I hear. And so, you know, Linda is a good one. They're all good ones. Mm. Oh, yes, that's one of the dreams, um, you know, just to just to make movies. That's how could that not be one of my dreams? Directing movies, acting in movies, producing movies. Slowly but surely, maybe that dream will come true. 4B. Something that fully satisfies a wish. The synonym is ideal. As in, a meal that was a gourmet's dream. A meal that was a gourmet's dream because it just fully satisfied what they wanted. That's the best kind of meal. Dreamful is an adjective. Dreamfully is an adverb. Dreamfulness is a noun. Dreamless is an adjective. Dreamlessly is an adverb. Dreamlessness is a noun. And dreamlike is an adjective. We had dreamful, dreamless, and then all the other forms of that. The etymology says this is from the Old English dream, which means noise or joy. 
Noise or joy? Wow. Okay. Um, also from the Old Norse, drammer, which means dream, akin to the Old High German trum, which also means dream. So it's a dream is a dream, although the noise and joy thing is interesting. Hmm. Um, yes, like I said, I could talk for a very, very long time about dreams, but I don't think we have the time for that because this is already a long episode. So today we had draw string, draw tube, draw up, dray, dray, drayage, dray horse, drayman, dread, 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 dreadful, dreadful, dreadlock, dreadnought, and dream. I, I want to say that I hope I didn't say anything bad or disrespectful when I was talking about dreadlock. Um, I I know that I, I'm doing all this off the top of my head, so there's no preparation. I don't really know what I'm saying until I say it. But uh, I hope it was all cool. Feel free to tell me if I said something wrong. But um, yes, I just want to talk about these things in a respectful way. Um, tempted to pick dreadlock, uh, as the word of the episode, because I, I don't know why, but I just find it a very interesting and beautiful um, way to wear your hair, especially if you do it very consciously and don't just sort of let it go as it's going to go. Um, but uh, I think I think I need to pick dream as the word of the episode because I just, you know, between the dreams of the things that you want to do in your life, you want to pursue, you want to achieve, um, between that and also just the things that happen when you're brain is unconscious is just a super fascinating thing and um how can i not mention teeth falling out of your head that's another thing that i've had a lot and i don't like those dreams at all dreams are funny and weird last night i don't remember my dream but i think jamie lee curtis was in it that's all i remember from my dream last night i don't love this song but that's fine dreams are crazy and weird Watch the movie Inception. That is going to be the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.